A federal judge strikes down Ohio's rules about driver licenses for the children of refugees. If voters approve recreational marijuana use this fall, don't worry about the medical marijuana providers. And the China coronavirus is not interfering with the supply chains of Northeast Ohio manufacturers. It's the Wake Up from Cleveland.com for Thursday, February 27th. I'm Cleveland.com editor Chris Quinn. More than 4,000 Ohioans, mostly teenagers with immigrant parents, can get driver's licenses and state IDs following a federal court ruling on Wednesday. U.S. District Judge Enbin Sargas Jr. struck down two Ohio Bureau of Motor Vehicle policies, one requiring a parent or guardian to prove their lawful immigration status to co-sign a teen learner's permit and license, and another that did not permit certain documentation from refugees to be used to obtain a driver's license or state ID. Both policies were imposed on the children of people suspected of entering the U.S. illegally, as well as refugees, The judge rejected every argument the state made. The BMV has yet to decide whether it will appeal. With another recreational marijuana ballot measure circulating, Cleveland.com's Andrew Tobias took a look at how other states have handled the transition from a medical-only program to full adult legalization. The upshot? Existing growers and vendors tend to benefit from their first mover status, especially if the state helps to protect them. For the other states, like Illinois, that recently have taken this plunge, the primary issue has been scaling up to meet demand from a dramatically larger pool of customers. Rather than hurting them with new competition, this actually can work to the advantage of existing growers and distributors since they already have their businesses set up with approvals from the state. The draft proposal for the Ohio Amendment reviewed by Cleveland.com would allow recreational marijuana to be taxed at 10% while leaving the medical product untaxed. It also would address a common complaint by marijuana businesses by requiring the state to allow them to advertise their products in a manner similar to companies that sell alcoholic beverages. The impact of the coronavirus on Northeast Ohio businesses that rely on China for supplies or finished products is not as great as some people might expect. That's because many businesses customarily stock extra inventory early in the year in anticipation of the downtime that always occurs during the two or three weeks around the Chinese New Year, which this year fell on January 25th. Companies are optimistic that supply chains from China will be running smoothly again by early April because Chinese plants are ramping back up with workers who have completed their periods in quarantine. The biggest risk is to multinational companies if their assembly plants rely on just-in-time deliveries from China. Just a two-week interruption can be a problem to a lean manufacturing operation. Akron Mayor Dan Horrigan's fifth State of the City speech on Wednesday outlined new initiatives to improve diversity, 
equity and inclusion within City Hall and across town. The mayor said he has been looking into contracts awarded by the city and asking whether minority-owned businesses are being given a fair shake in the process. His answer, no. In 2019, minority-owned businesses received 5% of the city's purchasing budget. Harrigan called that unacceptable and said he will change it. He plans to revise the city charter to include best practices for buying goods and services, create a process to be more transparent, and hire experts to guide the city. Ohio senators are cool to propose legislation that would exempt the state from daylight saving time. The Senate on Wednesday instead adopted a non-binding resolution urging Congress to take the opposite action, make daylight savings time permanent nationwide. States can exempt themselves from daylight saving time, but federal law prohibits states from adhering to daylight savings time the entire year. Eight other states have approved binding legislation, or in California's case, a statewide ballot issue, to make daylight saving time permanent in their respective states. They need Congress to allow it, though, for any of these moves to take effect. For now, we're a little more than a week from turning the clocks ahead, losing an hour of sleep, but gaining an hour of daylight each evening. Truly one of the best days of the year. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up. 